Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Quantum Nurse Freedom International live stream. And for all of you who have been my friends, who've been following me and also sharing um, the good things or what resonates you in the different episodes, thank you so much. And if there's anything that you need to ask now or in the previous podcast episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out, okay? And all the Quantum Nurse Freedom International live stream will be uploaded at some point in at Quantum Nurse Bitshoot, at Quantum Nurse Rumble, and yes, it will also be at Earth Heroes TV. And uh, once in a while, it will come up in, in YouTube. But sometimes YouTube can, you know, change your strategy because sometimes you're okay, sometimes you're not okay, but it's all right. Everything is all right. Whoever needs to hear this message will definitely receive the message. Okay, and today I'm very happy to have Andrew Calderella. And Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show. <laughs> and this is not uh, Andrew's first time with me. And so we just had a big one last time. And now I got a little selfish. I said, let me have Andrew for myself. So <laughs> yeah, and then we'll make it big again at some point. So, so it's just kind of like a variety, okay? And Absolutely. so I can tell you a little bit about Andrew, but it's it won't do much justice because I know that it's more interesting and empowering when you hear the story of the person right from the mouth of that person, and that would be Andrew. But let me just tell you that he he although he is born he was born in detroit michigan but he has traveled around the world lived in different countries and um, obviously as you see he he is like you know from one ethnic background but he is exposed to many other ethnic backgrounds and different cultural um, environment and so so his whole life he seems like what i understand he is he was open to learn more about people about um, customs about cultural studies so from the east to the west he soaked up this information and it's quite interesting because he, he it's not that he it was easy for him it's not that he just remembered everything because he had some dyslexia problem as you see okay and not just him and his sister as well had some issues so he just let's just say that he came from a typical family that we have challenges okay so it's not like a perfect family that everything was given to him like on a silver platter so that's andrew well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, Andrew, when I heard first about you and your book and the first thing, especially the word the way, so two things came into my mind. First, the come. Yep. Perfect. Glad. And the one 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 thing that came into my mind is that from the Christian perspective, you know, we always say Jesus is the way. So it's it's like it's a powerful word that says that way. Then, <laughs> then the other thing that I thought of the word the way is, is like my imagination, my visualization is like a path, a path to go somewhere from one end to the other. So go ahead, how about you start in uh, what, where do you draw your inspiration? 
for all the success that you have accomplished and is, uh, is still accomplishing. Oh, thank you very much. You know, I see myself, you see myself as successful. I still feel like I'm uh, trying to get somewhere. So appreciate that. Uh, gosh, there's so much in what you just said. Um, for people to understand me, I think it is important to them to know that, uh, you know, when I started in Detroit, I was born with dyslexia, other learning disabilities, kind of behind the eight ball, you know, as they say. And uh, like you mentioned, my sister almost died many times, had many operations to save her life. Uh, we were around a lot of children that had the most challenging situations you can imagine, being burned or missing limbs or deformed or whatever it may be. And um, these types of situations really make you, you know, look at your life, look at what's really important. Um, had a lot of awakening experiences that not only showed me, you know, that life is more than just this physical reality, that the spiritual does exist, God exists, and all. And don't get hung up on the word God, too, when I use that. Just the, the supreme being, the creator, whatever you want to name it. And um, I've had this relationship since I was a kid. And when I was a child, I was bullied a lot, too. So, you know, when uh, I also had a patch over one eye, I was legally blind in one eye. Uh, so they put a patch over my good eye to make me look out of my bad eye. So you imagine this kid with dyslexia, other learning disabilities. I couldn't do much in school. I couldn't catch a ball to save my life. I was kind of big. I'm like six one now, but in school I was always a little big. But so I was an easy target for bullies. So I uh, almost drowned and, you know, thrown in trash cans or whatever it may be. And just really, really challenging. So I'm just saying all that not to so that we can pair ourselves. Because um, life is really for you to uh, become the best person you can be. So this is really a challenge with yourself, right, to become your best. I'm just saying this stuff so you understand kind of where I came from um, so you can understand where I'm at now. So while all of my life I, you know, was trying to, you know, do different things, figure things out, I was on this bigger mission to kind of figure out uh, the answers to these bigger questions. And I've had a lot of spiritual experiences. And when you mentioned Christianity and the way, um, the way is also in the East. It's in the West, that whole idea of this path that will lead us to our best selves, to a better world, uh, to heaven. And what I found is these golden strings. And uh, through all these different genres, this is 30 years worth of research. I've been on this mission to figure these things out. And it was in 2015 on a Good Friday. And I was sorting through this major work. I call it the, the book. And it has these four pillars that break up all of reality into self uh, society, universe, and God. And I kept finding my references to, this is key to true success. This is key to true success. Like you said, it was East and West and, you know, deep psychology, uh, philosophy, uh, you name it. It was all there, but I couldn't figure out how to put it all together until this day. And when I kept, when I put these seven keys together in the right order, it was seriously like a secret code got unlocked. And I, I, I worked for three days straight without sleep or uh, doing much else, even eating. And then the next five years, to finish uh, this, the first book of the way. Actually, I wrote one huge book, but they broke it up into three because it's really too much. Um, so that that's when I found I could I could explain all of this stuff. So we can get into talking about what the way is and true success, like the name of the show, uh, because they're so fundamental to us becoming the best people we can be. And truly, I'll just close it here. You know, for us to be the best people we can be. Uh, and create a wonderful world, we all need to kind of get on the same page when regard to these foundations if we're really going to stand together, hold hands, and make this all happen. We can't be so divided. And what I found is we're not really divided. This is all just a misunderstanding most of the time.
<laughs> so hopefully that makes sense. Okay, thank you so much. And since you mentioned the word about, um, you know, having that mentality of feeling that we're divided and we're not really fully divided, let's kind of like bring it to the current situation. Okay. Yeah. And that, um, yeah, we didn't feel as much divided as before the past, you know, before the past two years, almost two years. Yeah. You know, we, although we all have our concept of, okay, I'm Asian, you're Caucasian, I am from New Jersey, you are from California. So it's kind of those little things are already like little divisions. But sure. also nowadays, we it's, it's like there's like a struggle of we're all one because we're all in one country, in one planet, having very similar experiences but yet there are many things that's happening that's making us feel like you are this you didn't follow this mandate but i want you to follow this mandate you said why are you not doing this to protect people so you are hurting people you see what i'm saying so yeah. how how would the book the way and plus what's in the book that you shared help this current time sure i think i could speak for an hour on what you just said alone um so let me just try to give us some some pieces here first when we look at these solutions like when you're talking about like these mandates mask mandates uh the discussion on vaccinations how we're dealing with different issues in the world we're dealing with fringe issues when i say that that's not the core of humanity Okay, when we're talking about the core of humanity and the way we solve all of these fringe problems, these issues, is to have a solid core, right? We're not all going to be on the same page if we're all uh, confused and uh, not understanding the basics. And this idea of humanity being so divided, like you mentioned, different countries, uh, different ethnic groups. And just so you know, just for people out there, I'm uh, mostly Italian. I have some uh, uh, English in me, too, and some other European nations. But... All of us who are Italian know that Italians weren't considered white, you know, back in the day. Neither were even, I mean, there was discrimination against uh, the Irish, too, when you come to America. You look at the history of America. So this idea that whiteness of all white people um, being, seeing each other as, as equals and treating each other with uh, respect uh, is not true. I even believe that there were Irish slaves back in the day for the English. Like, so, <clears throat> you know, this idea of race, you know, is a, is a division topic. Everybody's talking racism is everywhere. Racism is, is prevalent. But let's just talk about this. Can we just talk about race for a second? Is that okay, Grace? Can I mention this? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, first of all, I want to say that, yes, we are, some of us speak different languages. We look different and all this stuff. But we are humans first. So there's only one race. It's the human race. And when I say this, the science agree and religion agree on this fact. So for science, they look at our DNA, and we share 99.9% of our DNA. Uh, and for the faithful, we all know that God created everybody and everything. So we're one human family uh, that we can actually trace back our lineage all over the world to a what they call a uh, genetic Adam and Eve. This is our male and female progenitors. And it's about 175,000 years ago. Don't get caught up on the time frame. It's just that this idea that humans are so different that we can't relate to each other is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I've traveled the world, I've spoken with every 
person that you can imagine type with you want to label them that way and we all want the same things right we all want to be happy and safe and have governments that work and not being polluted not being lied to and cheated and all the rest of this stuff these desires to have your your life work out to have a uh, to be healthy, you know, all the other pieces, that's what everybody wants. So if we all want the same things, what is the problem? The problem is we haven't had a clear path to get on the same page and understand a lot of the principles that will allow us to take a step forward as humanity, as a species, to be able to make the great changes that need to happen in the world. And for me, like all this division, everything that's happened, we look at the pandemic, look at the world uh environmental crisis i mean there's so many crises you know around the world and they are all coming to a head right now and it's because the human race honestly just as you look at how we were created we need to be burned to learn and shaken to awaken and um, have some trauma for us to learn certain things and for the human race to stand up together we have to have uh this big situation so we all kind of like whoa this is not acceptable what is happening in the world for the last you know, 5,000, 10,000, whatever years you want to go back, the uh, creation of civilization has been a fight for us to kind of get somewhere. And every revolution, every movement, every outcry of injustice is for us to create a better world so people can uh, have a conducive reality that will help them become the best people they can be. It truly does not have to be this way because if you look at the world, it's really just the systems of society that we all need to be working correctly, whether it be government or water systems or food systems, whatever it is, it's not super complicated. And then you put leaders on top of that and that's where things get messy. It's because when we get powerful people and they don't have a clear path and a foundation that's gonna help them get through uh, all the challenges of life and wealth and power and fame and all the rest of that, um, they get lost, they, they lose the way. And we say people fall to the dark side. They become evil. They, they don't see. They don't understand. They're missing something. That's that idea. So this has been prevalent throughout all of human history. So when I say I found the way, I found the way so that the super wealthy, the super poor, and everybody in the whole human race can get on the same page, create a better world, create the foundations of your life, stand with everybody, and uh, you know, let's make this happy you know, and fun. It doesn't have to be this horror show. So are you like in agreement that did I hear you right when you said about the those super powerful and super wealthy and that they could, you know, they fall in the dark side? Are you like in agreement that there's just a, a small percentage of them as opposed to ordinary people like you and me? Well, I feel like everybody, anybody can fall on the dark side. Most of the greatest evils in the world are done by people thinking they're doing good. I mean, you look at through, throughout human history, there's no group that I've found that's like, hey, we're worshiping Satan, we're evil, we're going around and we're going to do evil to you and evil to the world and all of that. It's never like that. If you look at some of the greatest evils in the world, um, look, at, look at the Crusades. This is a really great, great example. The Prince of Peace, right? Jesus Christ talking about how do we fix the, you know, all these problems of the world. Anybody, any Christian I've ever asked this question to has always said, no, they Christ would never have been okay with people coming down to his homeland and murdering and raping and stealing all their stuff and taking it back somewhere as some righteous cause. You know what I'm saying? So how do we get in the mindset where so many people fall under the spell of doing evil, but thinking it's good, right? Look at uh, World War II. Uh, look at Hitler. 
he wasn't walking around saying, I'm evil. We're the evil empire. We're going to do take over the world and enslave everybody. That's not what he was saying, right? It was all like, oh, people are oppressing us. We're going to, you know, he's lying. He's doing different things. I'm not saying he was a great guy. I'm just saying he was, he wasn't per se, per, purveying himself as being evil. So the, the greatest, um, I think, challenge of the human race, right? When I look at the way, um, let's say, can I go back a couple steps and just explain a few things mm -hmm. uh, just so we're all on the same page? So yes. the, the way starts off with the question, like, what is the goal of life? What is the true goal of life? Like, What is it we're supposed to be doing and you're supposed to be achieving? Without going into all the detail that's in the book or even that I did on other shows, it really starts to compare the idea of success versus true success. So it's success is wealth, power, and fame. Sometimes you can throw in intelligence, beauty um, in there. But it's really just the human race throughout all of human history kind of focuses this idea of like, wow, if I were just the king, if I were just super wealthy, if I were famous, if I were whatever, look at how many kids. All they want to do is be uh, rock stars and, you know, uh, go on the films and whatnot. So this idea, if you look at the lives of the people, you study their lives, it doesn't mean just because you become wealthy, powerful or famous that all your problems are solved. If anything, it creates more issues. You don't know who your friends are. Uh, you don't automatically know what to do with everything. You, you're not automatically healthy. Your relationships don't automatically work out. And all the rest of the issues, if anything, if, if you talk to these people, and I, I have, uh, it becomes a challenge. If you get too much money, it becomes very much more and more of a challenge. Um, and it can be isolating and everything else and really lead you down a path of uh, where you kind of rationalize the wrong decisions. I mean, look how many indolent, wealthy people there are where they just do nothing, right? It's just go to parties and hang out and that's it. They just sit around where the rest of the world is burning and they could be helping. So this idea of of falling to the dark side isn't like you're marching around with a sign, I'm, I'm following evil, right? It's it's the complacency. It's not doing the right things. It's doing the wrong things. It's not doing enough of the good things, right? And joining with people. So and I don't truly believe that any of us want to be evil. I've talked to you know people that have even been in prison and done horrible things, and they um, a lot of times will eventually come around to learn the problem, right? That they've that they've created. So the idea in the book, the very first chapter, the idea of what is true success, then, right? It comes back to what a loving mother wants for her child. They want them to be happy and healthy and have great relationships, have something they're passionate about that's good that. They can obviously, hopefully, just you know, not only just survive with, but thrive with, uh, and all the rest of the pieces that make up this wonderful life that we're all after. And not everybody's wonderful life has all the same pieces, but they generally do, right? With the healthiness and the relationships, and you know, being able to uh, support yourself in a, in a decent way, have good food, and all the rest of the pieces. So, the next question then is like, how do we do it, right? How do we do this? How do every single one of us get from right now wherever we are? to this place of our true self. That's what the idea of, like if you wanna um, sum up the idea of what your mom wants for you, you know what I mean? She wants you to be your true self. Uh, that's at least the first step, live your true life and uh, have the rest of the pieces there. So that's where the, the next chapter starts is what are the pieces, right? What is the, the solution to this? And this is one of the most profound um, things I found over those 30 years. And you can break this down into four words. And when I'm saying to this, what I want to say to you is this, these four words are, are the solution that you are looking for as humanity. If you're going to solve this problem, it needs to have these four characteristics. And the first one is that it needs to be something that we can live like every moment of every day. It can't be just something we do once in a while that we try to put on this, 
this coat and we're going to live this and then we take it off. No, you have to become this, right? So it's, it's something you live. It needs to be rational. I use this word rational to mean a lot of things. It meaning it's got to be holistic. It's got to cover all the aspects of your life because if it doesn't, you're only as strong as your weakest link. If that weakest link breaks and you're in the hospital all the time, your relationships are broken, your finances are broken, whatever it is that's broken, it can ruin you or really devastate you. So you need to have all the chains up. So it needs to also be happy. It needs to be, um, you know, it needs to be, what do I want to say? It needs to have all the different characteristics that would help you become the best person you can be. So it's living rational and then positive. The word positive really means good. And the ultimate good that human beings want in our lives, we have named virtues. And I know people have heard this word before, but this is really important. This word virtue encompasses every characteristic that you would love to become or that you admire in other people. You know, I mean, they are happy. They're wise. They're dedicated, disciplined, punctual. Um, you know, whatever, what all those different characteristics are, are really kind of what we all would want to be. So all the idea of virtue, encompassing virtue into your life. But to encompass a virtue or to, to embrace a virtue means you need to do things. So the fourth characteristic means it's action. So it's living, rational, positive action. Now, the action you need to take the best actions we have labeled best practices. So with every virtue, you have a set of best practices that you can incorporate into your life. Like the idea of being punctual requires you to take actions like leaving on time and um, setting reminders and all sorts of other stuff. Same thing with healthy, right? You've got to sleep well, have a good eating plan and uh, all the other, you know, hydration, all the other plans. And the idea of this best practice, meaning that over thousands of years, humans have done a lot of research and we figured out that there might be two, three, five different ways, best ways of doing something. So what we're trying to do is incorporate the best way to do these things. So it's about incorporating uh, virtue and best practices into your life. And that's what I'm saying to you. That if you look at every success book in the world, uh, every self-help book, you can break this down. You, could, you can scan it and a lot of times even find the, the actual virtue in the chapter headings of what, you're, what they're trying to tell you. And what I found is, what I found was frustrating is that you only find a few here and there. Like you could read a coach's book and find three dedication, listening, uh, persistence. You know what I mean? That's three uh, virtues. And when I figured this out, I had this huge breakthrough. I you could scan through books and be like, okay, dedication. But what are all the virtues? Let's just skip there and start integrating the virtues. Then I got to what are the most important virtues as the foundation that we all need. And that's where the whole way comes in is giving you the keys to the kingdom, as they say on building these firm foundations so that you literally can, from the center out, become the best person you can be. And then that will help us deal with all these fringe issues because now we're on the same page and we get there, there's no real argument because true solutions make sense to like 99% of the people, right? And the problem is we don't have true solutions. We don't have a true understanding. We don't have cooperation. We have leaders that are actively working to divide us so they can gain more power, wealth, and fame instead of helping us unite so we can all create a better world for everybody. I know I just went on there for a little bit, but hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. So I know if, if I can, I can not just sense your passion in, you know, what you've done, but I can also see that it it's valuable. Um, how do we reach those leaders and how about you now i guess together with that question is how about my follow-up question is what 
who are the people or what kind of um, population at, gets attracted to reach out to you and get the book or follow you for this one-way movement? Sure. Uh, well, let's, let's talk about how we do this, how we change the world, exactly. So the first step is for us to all gain the knowledge, right? We need to get on the same page when it comes to these foundations. So yes, it's in the book. I've also started a tribe on Facebook. It's going to go everywhere eventually, but that's a place where I can, uh, we can all join and kind of do things together and I can explain this. I've also started the one show. Uh, the one show is literally going to go through a lot of what's in the book so I can give that to people. Obviously, you know, it's like uh, you can only cover so much. You get the super details in the book. Uh, I give the general overview uh, to help people get the general concepts. Because like you said, when I talk to people who are my audience, um, everyone, the human race. I mean, if you if you I've talked to people uh, from all walks of life and it's not like we don't all want the same things. Right. I mean, seriously, who wants pollution? Who wants dysfunctional government? Nobody wants governments to be cheating us or uh, programming us or controlling us too much or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like this authoritarian uh, maleness that uh, wants to just put our thumb over everybody and crush them into existence and will lie, cheat, steal. And it's all rational uh, because we must win at all costs type of attitude. And that's the sickness of superiority that has infected humanity. We talked about original sin, you know, this idea of uh, good and evil, like, like humanity's evil. Let's, I know I'm going to go a little uh, spiritual on you. If that, is that okay? Okay, this is, uh, go, I'm going to use the metaphors that were used in Christianity and Judaism and things. It's where, you know, the idea of Adam and Eve in the garden, okay? Adam and Eve are there, they're growing up, and they get to a point where they learn about knowledge, and they take the knowledge, okay? This moment has been misinterpreted as far as I can see and what I've been shown by God. That is exactly what was supposed to happen. Nobody that has a child that I've ever met wants their children to be children their whole life and stop, you know, just listen to them and never reach out for anything else and just be a child their whole life. They want them to grow up. So this idea that the human race made in the image of God, being the children of God, are supposed to be sheep. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So when we grow up to a certain point, we reach for the knowledge. And if you're going to teach a being that is as complex as us and you don't want to make them puppets, right? You, you create a universe that has all these different cre uh, characteristics. You know, can I explain the kind of the, the meaning of life right now? It'll fit right in here. Just give Go. me a couple couple minutes here. Go for it. Okay, I'm going to start uh, start a little bit back when I explain this. So, before the beginning, there is God. In the beginning, there is the omniverse. Think of the omniverse as just something that is all of God, that, um, but separate from God. I'm using this as an analogy because it's very complicated to try to explain this. So, you could picture it as a white piece of paper, draw an egg shape on it. That's the omniverse. In the omniverse is our universe. Our universe has certain uh, characteristics to it. Uh, have you ever seen the game of life? You play mm -hmm. the, the child's game of life. The, the, that game of life has a box that it's contained in. It has a board that you open up and you play on. You move your piece through it and you make choices. You, some of it's random and it determines your fate. This reality that we're in is very much like that. It's contained within a universe. Um, it's what we call the rules and regulations are uh, human conditions. Now, the human conditions are the universals like gravity, day and night, entropy, uh, space time, all these big things. And then we have the human centric ones, right? That are things that are really specific to us, things that we are, 
born in a very dramatic way. It takes us so long to raise our kids. The fact that we need food and water and all this stuff. We do better together as a community to provide for ourselves. All these characteristics that make up humanity. Um, and you put these two together. Okay? You put together the universal big things as well as the humanity things. And you see, if you add it all up, how it focuses us. It focuses us in self-creation, self-development, and societal development. I think I named one of those wrong, but um, the idea is that we literally have oh, health, uh, self-creation um, has to do with you literally having to make yourself from a little kid all the way up to an adult. You have to make choices along the way. And the same thing about our society. We are much better off in a world where the society is helping us. Right? You just look right now, look throughout human history. You know, if we have the good food and water and education and uh, safety and all the rest of the pieces that we all want, the structure of society, the systems of society working well, we all do better. So this idea of where do we find the meaning of life? I mean, if, the, if literally you have to create yourself from a little baby, make choices to an adult, you need society around us to help you, the meaning of life is to make your life meaningful, right? is to create a meaningful life. That is literally what we have to do. That is the whole challenge of why you're here is to see if you can navigate this, make the right choices to not fall to the dark side knowingly or unknowingly and become the best person you can be. So that makes sense. Yeah. And um, you mentioned about uh, the choices. So what comes into my mind is the free will, the free will that we are gifted with. Yes. That um, is so key. Right. Well, that's and, how the, the whole idea there is that we're not puppets. You know, it's like, if God was down the street or if you knew that, um, I don't know, some other big thing like that, like I really only see it's like if, if, if you we knew for sure 100 percent that God exists, it would it would do away with free will. Um, because the whole idea of you becoming the best person you can be, this has to be a challenge and you have to be able to fail as much as you can succeed. Right. So when you have these moments in your life where you're like. Ah, nobody's going to know I could steal this or, um, you know, I can do something bad or treating somebody bad. You're not treating people as you want to be treated. Uh, these are the tests. You know, are you going to fall? Are you going to take that moment? And the more you do that, and this is how people fall to the dark side, just so you know, it becomes a rationalization. First of all, some of them have um, twisted beliefs. They were, they were uh, taught something when they were young. You know, we all have learned what we know from our authority figures and what our authority figures have told us who to listen to. So if our authority figures are confused and don't know, as well as the people they tell us to listen to are you know, programming us in harmful ways, we're going to learn these harmful practices. So for me, I don't want to feel, I don't, I've never feel mad at those people. I always feel sorry for them and I want to help them. You know, I mean, who wants their child to be, you know, manipulated and, and confused and, you know, everything else? We've we got to be nicer to people and help them uh, help them find the way, as they say. You know what I'm saying? Because if you throw mud at people and you call them stupid and slap them in the face and yell at them and everything else, nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's ever going to turn and, and understand what you're saying. They're just going to go defensive mode and uh, try to escape to some degree. So um, do you do you ever get mad? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that I think that part of my drive is anger, to be honest with you, since I was a kid. But it's this self-righteous, like, you know, not like self-righteous, like I'm better than anybody, like like justice. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever been bullied and this is why everybody's like, why do these kids like they're bullied? They go in the store and into the school and shoot everybody up. I'll tell you exactly why. When you are a child and you're being bullied 
and everybody is standing around and laughing at you and not doing anything, including your friends, you think everybody hates you. Nobody cares. Nobody even even wants you there. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I just wanted to just not be. When I finally learned that I could kill myself, I don't even, I was like probably fifth or sixth grade, you know, it was like, God, I can, I can leave. And nobody wants to kill themselves. Just, you know, I have videos on how to overcome these things. Uh, you know, it's in the book and all of that. The point is we all want to just like have a great life. We don't want to not be here, but I also don't want to be treated so horribly. So. And do many people really um, want, wants to practice free will. And just as you said, you've never met and I've never met anyone who didn't really want to be happy, be successful or be kind. Right. But that becomes relative on how they express that kind of love. Because sometimes that love could be, could make it harmful for their object of their affection. So at this point, again, in the situation in the in local and in the whole world, there sure. we wanted to have that free will. But look what's happening. There's some doctors, nurses who not too long ago, I just called uh, someone called me to that um, to have two guests who are going who are doctors and one of them literally just lost his job because he chose not to follow what they want to follow or to for him to follow so it that's always like the, yeah. the, the, that's the most challenge right now when people want to you know like okay success 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 for what and that's why many also those students who are awake in in the universities right they want to finish college and yet they seem like the future like how do we do this when everything seems to be we have to follow? Okay. Well, it okay. seems as mothers and the children, you talk about the, yeah. the love of the mothers. So I think I think that there's different levels here, a lot of different points that you're brought up. And you know, I think we'd have to talk about the whole idea of vaccines and masking and why they're doing it and all the confusion that's out in the world, and we'd have to straighten that out for one. Um, the second step there though is this idea of free will, uh, to me is is being used uh, to divide us. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, am I free to do anything I want? Sure. I mean, nobody's really going to stop you. Uh, you go into a store, you could set it on fire, you could shoot people, you could be a horrible human being. You could also be a really good human being. The whole idea of masks, right? The idea isn't that we're going to stop this disease. The idea was just to try to slow it down so the hospitals don't get so overwhelmed that everybody goes in there at one time and uh, there's nobody can treat them. Okay, so. We're trying to do is just kind of mitigate the horror over time and then the idea of the vaccinations uh and again there's different types of vaccinations i'd like to talk about that on the show one day because they're not all the same uh this new mrna one is not the same as the j and j one and the other old school and all of that and they are there is a difference um but for me and again on chapter 10 in the book there's a whole it's a whole chapter on communication on how we can actually get on the same page and not have all these arguments um, I don't think it has to be this horrible. I think that, again, people are politicizing things. We have a few leaders that are picking issues and making it super division uh, to where it's like your team. If you don't, you know, if you don't rah, rah this way, you're you're evil. Right. And if you don't rah, rah our way, you're you're against us. So like and again, a lot of this has to do with men and our kind of uh, arrogance, especially with other men. And if you look at sports, you can see this plain as day. Right. It goes back to our tribalism. There are men that will love their team 
no matter if they're the biggest losers in the world, right? They will go there in the winter. You know what I mean? It's like watch them in the middle of a snowstorm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then they will never give it up. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, what, how horrible they're doing. Uh, it's my team. This mentality, especially in the United States, where we have two parties, has become the red blue war. You know what I mean? It is literally people are talking about trying to divide the United States up now. Like that's a patriotic thing. Let's divide the United States. These people are traitors, right? They're traitors. The whole idea of the United States to talk about dividing us up. The whole idea is that we're not so divided. The only people uh, that want us to break up the United States and all democracies, right, are the super wealthy, powerful people that have been corrupted and see it all as a pie that they want to cut up and use us and control us. And, you know, if you want to see this stuff, you can just read, um, you know, the, the art of war. And uh, there's a bunch of other books, Kings and uh, was it Kings and Captains and um, uh, the Machiavelli's The Prince and things like that to see what people do to manipulate human masses, us, to get up and get angry. It's easier to make people angry than it is to make them happy. If people are happy, they want to sit around and watch their kids play. If they're afraid that their kids are going to not be able to play, they're going to get up and go out and march. And that's how so a lot of leaders think, oh, well, see, I got all these people out here marching where it's like, if I were a leader, I'd want all my people at home um, with their kids enjoying their lives and not worrying about the government so much because we're doing such a great job. You mentioned about that um, game, the uh, game of life. Um, what's your thought on that movie when everyone is referring to it, The Matrix? How do you see that movie? The Matrix. Yeah, I was with uh, Keanu Reeves, I think. Yeah, I'm right. kind of a nerd. And like you're sitting in a reality, you're living in this uh, pseudo reality. You know, when we, uh, in the book, I talk about this, like what reality is. In reality, right, if you look at humanity and you study like, uh, you go, go a little deep in physics, but everything is energy. Atoms, there's a little uh, nucleus, and then there's you know electrons and things floating around. Everybody's seen that, like a little little uh, star system in a way, right? Planet around the sun and all of that. That's what you're made of, these little atoms. And most of that is free space. So we're just energy. The whole universe is made this way. So we're literally like on a planet flying through space at a million miles an hour uh, and we're energy beings that this whole thing we're seeing is really just a field that our eyes are interpreting the way that we see these things, right? So, and it's all temporary and all energy is never lost. It's only changes form. So your whole idea here is that if all is made of God uh, and made by God for a reason, the idea of the matrix, right? Uh, this is, we're living in God's matrix Right. This is our our pseudo reality to help us um, become from a, you know, we, God's creating us from nothing, you know, like making a making a, a being that's in the image of God and the child of God. Think of it as a your soul is this wonderful gem, but it's not been uh, what say polished or um, what is it, you put all the different angles on it and things. So it hasn't been shaped yet. It's up to you to do that. And as you grow through life, you shape your soul and your soul grows into your spirit. This whole energy form is then always imprinted on God. It can be no other way. And that's how you are moved from this life or this body, this vehicle that you're inhabiting to another body uh, in another universe. So this whole idea that this has to be some uh, pseudo religious experience to for you to understand the, the meaning of the universe. It's really not. This is science and religion agreeing on most of the realities, even of God. I've talked to enough scientists to know that when they say the nothingness that started the universe, 
And I say, well, that nothingness could be God. They're like, yeah, I guess it could be. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like they don't know for sure. The absence of proof is not proof of absence. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you with that, that it does, you know, it's made not, for me, it's made not out of nothing. And yes, because there's always something in that nothingness, okay? Sometimes we cannot explain it. Now, when you were, when I, 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 you were referring to also to that creation, what I'm learning lately is that there were there are really many things, and it's happening in the last two years more than ever that many unhidden education or information are slowly coming out, and that's for me one of the things that I'm learning is the difference of. Um, finding finite information oh information that will lead to to just finite experience or information and knowledge that will lead to eternal experience do you have any thought on that finite way and yeah. the eternal way is that covered absolutely. in your absolutely I, I believe you need to think of yourself as a forever being meaning um you can look at this whole life as when they say a dream, it's not really reality. If you've ever had a dream that's so real that you wake up and you're like, what? you know, it takes you a moment to readjust to this universe. Um, this that whole idea, this they call it in Tibetan philosophy, like the mini death. You go into sleep every night. It's kind of training you to what it's like to, uh, to actually die in this world in a way, because you have to give up your consciousness. You have to let go. Uh, you get really tired and all of that. Um, this whole idea of being a forever being is what allows you partly, and again, there's a code in here. Okay, I want to say step four of the way uh, has a code, uh, a set of laws that will guide you on every step of your life. Um, and you can weigh the situation. It will make sure that you don't get corrupted and you stay on your true path. Um, and this whole idea, though, of us, uh, I don't know, going down this path and choosing free will and or having free will and then choosing what we're supposed to do. I mean, that's kind of the whole point, right? If you're a forever being, it's like, are you going to, you know, I mean, if, if everything, every choice you make determines your fate, good or evil, did you make the right choice? Did you did you fall to the just, you know, the opposite of vice is, is I mean, the opposite of virtue is vice. It's like good and evil. Right. Light side, dark side. It's like, are you treating people as you want to be treated? Are you seeing people as equals? Are you helping this world and our society or are you hurting it? You know what I'm saying? Are you are you in addition? Are you uh, becoming a better and better person or are you just stagnant or are you going backwards? This is the whole idea here. So the idea of what you're saying is like finite life versus in infinity life. I think this idea of like the death of God and Nietzsche uh, in our society, people are losing faith with the traditional religions because they know that they're lying. They're not they don't have the full truth. People 2000 years ago did not understand uh, how the human beings work and how our society works. And uh, they didn't understand a lot of things. There was a lot there. I learned a lot, but they didn't have it all. You know what I'm saying? And to say that we're supposed to just go back and believe and just keep everything the same like it was 2,000 years ago is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> That's like nothing is meant to be stagnant. We're supposed to keep improving it and making it better. So like I said, if we can all get on the same page with some of these basic ideas and find the truth of God, which I cover in here, the truth of reality. And again, you don't have to be a, a believer. This isn't a, a, a book of uh you know faith. This is a book of humanity. So I cover faith because we have to understand it and uh if we're actually gonna fix this world so hopefully that makes sense 
Are you with me? Thanks, thank you, Andrew. Sometimes okay. um, it, it must be my internet, but you're kind of in and out. But I know you're talking, and I'm sure it's going to come out okay. All right. Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to. <laughs> do you hear me? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's fine good? now. Yeah, it's fine now. Exactly. Uh, well, I, I I do want to clarify that when I mean eternal and mention the word finite, I didn't uh, the infinity. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the infinity. Oh. Um, because there's for me, I'm learning now that there's a difference. I also thought before I learned the word eternal and perpetual. I also thought for me that infinity is what um is eternal but in no, infinity now they i are. understand yeah. that it's like you can achieve you can kind of go for that but the source of your energy to become infinite to become in immortal is too too consuming because in fact you you become like a vampire from uh, for other persons or other energy you keep just sucking it in and at some point it will be the end because you're as a person as a as part of the celestial human race you are not going to be sustainable because you're not generating so that's what i i thought of that so but the eternal for my yeah. current um understanding oh no, no, go ahead. Yes, go ahead yes. on eternal. No, finish with eternal Can and then, you I'll, hear me? then I'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh, so for me, then, then for the eternal, it's something that, yeah, we could aim, we could do uh, the steps for to go forward for those virtues and to practice those virtues, provided that we're not sucking, taking advantage is one word also of other people or, or taking advantage of or the plants, the animals, or you know, all, all the beings with sentient beings around us, just so we can survive. That's not eternal. So I always say now that because there are so many, um, uh, so many like hidden things again, as I said, millions. So that's my thought for that. So I guess my question let me, let would me speak be, to that for a second. Oh, no, are, did you cover or do you think that? Things that you shared in your book will help people on that journey when they're searching or working for that eternal journey. Absolutely. Um, let me speak to this a little bit because I think these terms are important. Um, it's awesome that that you go that deep because I love going here. Uh, eternity means there is no beginning, no end. That's God. Okay. So all is created of God and by God and all of that. So everything, in a sense, mm -hmm. has this eternal piece to it so but it's humanity on this planet uh is finite our universe is finite the, the question is like it's not for us to kill ourselves it's for us to survive as long as we can as a human race but again i talk about this in the book as far as uh, what the true society is I, uh, respecting life is one of the keys is making our world thrive and treating all life forms with respect and all of that so there is a true balance that we can achieve on this planet that would allow the human race to continue as well as uh to maybe uh, you know colonize other planets, uh, build our own planet. Who knows? I mean, we the human race could go so far. So the idea, though, isn't for us to be total consumers, like we're going to suck, like you said, all the energy into ourselves and then destroy the world. I think that's the challenge. That's again the light side, dark side argument 
um, humanity can create a thriving world. It will clean our air, give us food, uh, endless wood, whatever we want. We just need to treat it correctly. We're just have uh, seen an, uh, the nature as an enemy to some degree, and we've treated it very harshly, but we've enough of us are awakened now. We're like, hey, stop the madness, right? But we have some legacy systems and some people that have been corrupted that think it's okay to keep doing all this horrible stuff. And again, that's what I mean about us all kind of joining together in the one movement and party to change these, these problems. But the idea of us, let me just say this, eternity is God. We, from the moment we're created, and again, not forget this planet, just you as a spiritual entity, the moment you're created, you're going to live from that moment forever. Okay, not on the human planet or even necessarily in the human form. For you, uh, for people to understand the idea of heaven, just, you know, heaven, the idea of this moving on to a higher planes of existence to um, different uh, levels of reality has been prevalent throughout all of human history, east and west. This idea of heaven where there's a, a structure, a place like in the omniverse that is called heaven uh, is where beings go when they've reached a certain level of development. You know, like I said, we're, we're, we're literally created from nothing into something. We're put on this planet to teach us and ingrain within us certain key ways of being so that we can uh, know who we are, know what right and wrong is, know all these basics before we move on. Because you can't just bring a being into the world from nothing and not teach it anything. And this world is a whole big cauldron of teaching. Um, so, and our, our goal is to, you know, to fix this place and to make it the best place that we can possibly be. And that's the whole idea of me inheriting the earth and why are we all stretching for utopia and creating a better world and up all the movements and everything else. Um, so this idea of infinity is from your moment, you know, going through all the different realities that you're going to live through uh, to become the best person, the most full being you can imagine. And again, we're very limited in this life for a reason, because if you have the power and the you know, the, like you're made in the image of God, the amount of power that you could possibly have. Imagine superheroes as babies. You know what I'm saying? Like they would go crazy. You'd be destroying the house. I mean, they'd be insane, right? So we as super beings need to be confined and brought up in a way that, that we can learn what is good, what is evil. Oh, we got to treat people with respect. And as we want to be treated, we got to learn all these key ways of being so that when we go to these bigger realities and we have all this massive amounts of power, we know how to use it correctly. So for me, it's like eternal is God. We are infi infinite beings in that sense. So we're going to live forever from the moment we're created. And the choices we make are going to determine our fate in this life, in future lives, and everything else. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's so many questions I, I had for even for me growing up, right? And, you know, with my faith. So, um, yeah, in terms of like, um, why if whether the universe is is finite or not but then i always thought that you know the image of god or god itself is perpetual and if i am made in the image of god then i am perpetual so i i i, I even now i still even if when um yeah it's like you have certain rules and regulations that has to be you, you, you have to kind of follow, but it, it is not bringing me to that level that I can be that reflection of the perpetual energy of divinity and love. Then all my efforts is kind of like dead end. And yeah, I am. And, and what I'm learning, Andrew, is that, yes, we this universe is 
and where the earth is finite because it was designed to be like that. And I think I asked about the um, Matrix and their other movies, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've, I've, before I just think of it as sci-fi, but then the more I look at it and other movies, there are many mes messages. It's literally like a document of what has happened before and what's happening now and what will happen in the future. So um, I still like to claim the empowerment of my super celestial human being, because as you mentioned, that we're made of that energy that is perpetual perpetual energy that if we only know that then we could even understand that's what's happening now happened billions of years ago our life was created beyond in fact beyond the story of the adam and eve which is beautiful story if we connect it to that pre 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 ancient i i'm so i'm so this last last two years is beautiful and for it's like becoming part of my way so um uh, and and when i ask you about that what 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 audience because perhaps those audience is what they needed your teaching most lately you know how sometimes it's who, who's the audience that resonates to you? And they said it's that morphogenetic field of resonance, that message. Okay. No, and no. because other people, and I, you know, I, it's not that I'm challenging you, but other people, that's no. why I ask situations or current situations, because they will say, what the heck? I just want to make sure that I can keep my job. <laughs> but so, well, that's it. That's I mean, that's the, the whole idea of society. Yeah. I mean, if we don't create a better world to where people don't, it's like if anybody's brought down to a desperate situation, and I cover this in the book, I mean, there's the idea of savage, barbarian level of humanity. We can all be brought down there. I mean, if you're, if all the power goes out, there's no food, you're either going to be prey or you're going to be a predator. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, um, this is a human race. It's the whole idea, though, why we're trying to create a society. So all the problems we see in our society is what we're trying to fix. And as you becoming the best person you can be, the celestial being, you know, I call it your true self in the book. Um, this idea of your, your true self, living your true life, you need to live in a true society, right? If our society is at a bar uh, barbarian level and you're up here at uh, enlightened, you're going to have a conflict, right? And the same thing, even if you're semi-civilized, you're not living in an enlightened society. There's a lot of people that are... Uh, you know, their true selves or they might be enlightened or they're, they're a higher level, but the society doesn't match. And like I said, that creates a lot of, you know, it's like people say, oh, you got to be more adjusted. Just everything's okay. It's not okay. <laughs> we don't need to think it's okay. That's where this righteous anger comes in where you're like, this is not just. The society is not reflective of the human values that we all uh, want, right? It's, it's corrupted, I mean, that's a, the basic word is that the whole society is kind of rising out of legacy systems that are filled with corruption, right? I mean, literally rising out of slavery and uh, serfdom and kings and queens and only these few are the superior beings of the world and must rule over everybody. I mean, that's been the, the way it has been through most of human history, right? And only in this last 200 years or so have democracies kind of spread, to different places of the world. There are fake democracies that claim they're doing elections, but there are only a few of us that really do. 
and it's under attack. I mean, look at here in America. There's right and left people that are trying to destroy America so they can divide it up and gain their little power and play all these games. And it's men, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't women that are going along yeah. with it and aren't. So, Andrew, what's your like sure. for you? For you, who is very busy and you know running your business and and then creating this movement, um, what's your daily life <laughs> like? How do you take care and make focus and then so that other people can learn from you? Because I believe that in your in our daily life, it's important to keep that discipline of the good daily life. Yeah. Well, in step five of the way, it's called. Uh... Um, so I'm sorry, step five of the way is where you learn how to make your daily way. That's how you integrate all these best practices and uh, virtues into your life. And having that strategy of the best way for you to live every day. And uh, when I first created this and I did it when I was young and, you know, it takes a challenge. But once you start getting yourself and becomes your habit, let me let me step back a second. It takes about 90 days for you to develop a habit and then to reinforce it, probably another one or two of those 90 day cycles. So. If the way is about integrating virtue and best practices, then the whole idea here is for you over every 90-day cycle to integrate more and more of the best practices into your life. So then you become more and more of the true self that you really are supposed to be. And that's how we can create a better world. You know, most of us, I think, that are here, that we're awake and we see all these problems in the world, we're here because this is the only time in human history that we can literally make all of these global changes everywhere. Uh, no time have we been this connected <laughs> like right now. Look at us. I mean, people are hearing us. This is amazing, right? I can literally talk to somebody on the other side of the world. And they can hear it and they can start a movement everywhere, all around the world, all at one time to upgrade our society. This is the time. Okay. This is why my friends are like, dude, this is why you were hit by those cars and those dogs attacked you and you had all these other horrible things happen to you. It was delay you so you could show up right now and show people what you found. And again, this isn't about me. I just want to make that very clear. Nothing to do with me. The only reason I'm doing this is because I found something truly unique. And as far as like my my companies and all that stuff, I have given up everything to do this and I put myself kind of behind the eight ball to do it. But it's because, you know, people say, do what you're meant to do, uh, share the truth and people, you know, the money and all that else will follow. Uh, I've started a foundation. I have, uh, like I said, the one movement, the one tribe, the one party, the one show uh, to get the word out and to make this happen. And there's things that you know people can donate to the, to the seventh foundation to help us. Um, and to help us hire people and do all the rest that needs to be done. Um, you know, this is too important. I haven't figured out, you know, like I said, I have other businesses. I'm going to let some of them go. Uh, one of the businesses was crushed by COVID. I, I you know, it's barely alive right now. Um, but really, I put all my focus into this. And I actually have a startup that had investors that I had to put on hold because this was much more important. So we will get to that. But there's a lot more to come. I want people to know this is so much more than a book. This is so much more than just even the movements. I have been given 30 years worth of visions on how to help fix our society and our world. And everybody I show this stuff to sees the truth in it. So please give me a chance. Don't be so jaded that you walk away from this like, oh, this is just another pie in the sky fake thing. No, this is real details on how we can do this. So anyway, <laughs> I had to go off there a little bit. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you, every now and then you get frozen. So anyway, if you can hear me, well, thank you so much. I, I, you know, you're fantastic. You, 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 your dedication and determination is what we need. You know, if we really wanted to 
keep moving forward and knowing i guess at some point you know in the next maybe we just have to talk about where do we want to go but for the meantime andrew can you talk about your upcoming show and your sure. other projects please let them know where they can get involved with you and what's your fantastic ideas for coming together sure absolutely okay so the the hub for everything is seven Wayme. that's a website it's the number seven w-a-y.me and i named it that because the way has seven steps um i also have the seventh foundation so it's like a command you can say seven way me so it's like seven way me now you go there you get all this good stuff and there you'll find obviously the book you can learn about that uh you can learn where to buy it and everything and then there's also links to the one i call it the one and the way so the one is the one show the one tribe the one movement and one party so the idea of the one tribe on facebook right now is just a place where we can literally group up and uh a teach these things as well as then take action the same thing with the one party and one movement the movement is about combining all different good movements together in one movement to have some dedicated action together through all the different movements just think about how many uh groups there are fighting for their individual freedom you know uh, civil rights all over the world Imagine if they were also then part of a major group uh, that was working to help them and, and everybody. The same thing with all the environmental groups. Imagine how much power we could have if we were able to group them together and let them focus on a couple issues. We could seriously change the world. Uh, just think about the power we have. This idea of unity is so powerful and being united. Let me just say this to you. Um, this is the greatest power in the human race. This is what built uh, kingdoms and countries as well as destroys them. Just imagine a dollar from a billion people and a billion people in a group. You know what I mean? A dollar a month. I mean, we could literally change the world. We could fund all the different pieces that need to be built as well as fix what is broken and uh, force leaders to do what we want them to do by using the principles that are in this book. I actually outline the, uh, the steps to peacefully force positive change in the world within step six of the book, uh, as well as in a video. So go to seven way. Fantastic learn about the way and the one and learn how you can join us in all these different places. All my social media is up there. You can see me on all the different shows. And again, I'm only doing this. I'm stepping way out of my comfort zone. If you know, I'm like I said, I'm have learning disabilities. I have dyslexia and I, I worked so hard to be able to get here to share this. I'm just going to have to uh, step out and do it. So I need good people though. This isn't about me. It's about all of us. And it only has power if we join together. So please join me. Uh, and again, everything's just starting. I literally just got the book out at the beginning of last year. It's taken me, you know, 40 shows I've been on. Now I'm starting this show. There's so much more to come and I need help. I need donations. I need people. I need to help spread the word. You know what I mean? It's like, we all need this. So please join me. I don't know what else to say. Like I said, I'm just starting. I don't have this all down yet. So thanks a lot and so there there you are there there's uh, what andrew's message is and remember he's easy is accessible if you google the way and google his name then you'll find the information and the connection okay in facebook and in other ways and so and watch for more andrew calderella's the way to come and you know, don't hesitate he's really um you can approach him easily and thanks Absolutely. again andrew and for all of you do share this podcast to whoever it could be just one person 
that you feel just needed it. Perfect. You know, can I say one thing? And Sorry, I just want to say, I forgot to say, uh, the the one show is starting next week. I should say this. On Tuesday, I'm shooting a live episode. God willing, the technology will work uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific Time USA. So you can join us live. I take questions right there. I'm still figuring all this out. So it would be awesome to have you in the group. Go to the One Tribe. Look for my name, uh, the Seventh Foundation. Look for me and join up and uh, you can take part. Thanks. Sorry. Just had to add that. So it's it's a one show, eleven o'clock, starting next Tuesday. That's Pacific Standard Time, and in Eastern Standard Time, that will be one p.m. Okay, and it will grow because of everyone's participation. That's yes. it. <laughs> Thank That's you again, succeed. and God God bless all of you. Do take care of yourselves. God bless you. Thank you.